Yo, you are listening to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller. The weekend wrap-up is here. I am your host, Ben Baller, the Korean John Cusack, sometimes the Korean Liam Neeson. Oh, and of course, the Forrest Gump of hip-hop. Yo, you hate to see it. This was one of the best fucking NFL playoff weekends I could think of to date. Wow. On today's weekend wrap-up, we are going to discuss the glory of the fuck shit, dick fuck Patriots. End of their motherfucking cheating reign. They are done. We're going to talk about how you hate to see my Seahawks advance with this wild card win. It's fucking destined. All you Niners fans, listen, we going to see you motherfuckers. If the fucking um, Vikings don't take your bitch asses out, we are going to go over some questions. Um, we're going to talk about some you know, all kinds of shit, but a, a lot of NFL talk on this episode. I'm going to make this one kind of quick because I need to get ready for this Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort interview, which drops this week. So let's motherfucking go. Okay, man, this week consisted of a lot of jewelry work, getting Cuddy's piece ready, um, we're getting shit moving, and uh, I, I gotta get this piece ready for his birthday, um, Cuddy is a fellow Aquarian, you know what I'm saying, speaking of birthdays, my birthday is coming up January 27th, oh, this motherfucker, um, I'm born on the same day as some of my homies, one of which is an heiress, uh, Dorothy Wang. And we've done some some joint parties before here and there, you know. And uh, we're talking about doing a party, but you know what, man? Like I said, man, I'm just I'm just not the club dude. I don't know, man. I want to do something really chill. And I'm going to do something with my family. I definitely have like a 25, 30-person party. Don't know. But if you like fam, fam, just know that I'll be hitting you up. Um, that weekend of my birthday, I'll be driving up from San Diego for my man Q World Stars Memorial, which we do every year. Uh, January 23rd to celebrate his life and his legacy. Um, I miss the fuck out of Q, you know. We'll get more into that later into another episode when it's closer to that day. But yeah, um, Cuddy's birthday is, uh, what is it, January 29th or some shit. Um, it's at the end of this month. So I got to get this shit cooking. Like, I, I need to get going on it because um, I've been bullshit, you know. I don't cut the wax. That's Jimmy's job. And now it's out of casting. So, you know, um, once we get this drilling going, you know, I'm, I'm going to get to work personally on this joint. Um, the new year has begun and fools ain't changed at all. They're still on that bullshit, but oh well. 2020 had a crazy start, all right, with this Trump shit and, and killing the, the general of the Iraqi, Iran army or whatever it is, high-ranking general. Let me tell you this, listen. I don't think Iran is going to do shit, all right, or Iraq. Okay, listen. Fuck Trump, of course. That's first and foremost, all right? I obviously don't support a single fucking thing that idiot does. But let me just say this, okay? Have faith in the U.S., in the U.S.A. Yes, there can be a suicide bomber that might come out and uh, some smaller shit, right? Of course, it's all unnecessary, period. But, but check this out. If Iran or Iraq makes one small move or even tries to shoot their shot and try to if they even try to grit their teeth at us all right us being the usa do you realize we will blow their entire shit up one trillion times like listen man one thing is you never want to underestimate how powerful the usa is comes on some military shit the same back in the day with vietnam we're not fucking around all right let me say a prayer to all the troops that are out there, all the people that are out there fighting for our country. I'm not a big guy in the military. It's not really my thing. I would never send my family. I just, it's not, you know, but there's people out there fighting for this country, all right? When it comes to this type of shit, um, we don't fuck around. We, we just are fucking super, we're, we're just like bullies when it comes to this, okay? And this idiot Trump is super relentless, you know? He would destroy anything that was near and dear to Iranians. 
So I just don't think they're gonna bust a move. You know, if they do, I mean, they're saying that they're gonna target him only, whatever the fuck it may be, I don't know. Uh, again, I'm not really worried about it. I know Persian people really well. Um, they're kind of bummed out. Some are, some are shocked, some aren't, I don't know. Just remember that I went to junior high and high school with 61% Persians, all right? So mother gen de kosakish, and all that shit. I actually know a lot of broken fucking Farsi. Like, not just the cuss words and everything, right? Because had Persian Festo do. Um, I remember I went to high school with that fucking scumbag, Jacob and Ronnie. But anyways, this year is a year of moves, all right? Last year was, for me, was a year of building. I was stacking paper. I was trying to grow some other stuff. But I was planting a lot of seeds last year, you know? This year is that reconstruction, all right? You know what I'm saying? Remodeling. That goes for IF and Co. That goes for VVS. Obviously launching my new Ben Ball. did the Strain brand. Um, we're like right there with it. Gonna launch this month. But yeah, we gotta remodel some things and I gotta really attack all my personal Ben Baller brands. Super focused on that shit. Um, I just got the Snickers chain back. All right, NFL season is pretty much coming to an end. And I'm going to laser every single Snickers NFL Hungriest Player of the Week on the back um, shout out to Marquise Brown, Eddie Pinero, uh, Cooper Cup, Garner Minshew, Will Fuller the Fifth, Stefan Diggs, Demarcus Lawrence, Tevin Coleman, Tyler Lockett, Seahawks, um, Chris Godwin, Taysom Hill, Emmanuel Sanders, and Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, man. Um, basically, congrats to all those right there. They're gonna be they're gonna have their jerseys. Their numbers are uh, um, lasered in the back and then the chains and to go to marketing. Right now, I got to say thank you to Snickers Corporation and to the NFL and to the marketing arm for hiring me for this project. Uh, very, very thankful, very grateful. It was an amazing, amazing marketing project. This thing was dope. Um, so with all that, let's get into this NFL talk. All right. We say goodbye to Tom Brady. Fuck him and Bill Belichick. Fuck all the New England fans. All right. Y'all shit is over. Okay. It's going to take some time. I don't give a fuck how many rings you got. You can show all them dumbass pictures. Listen, that shit don't mean nothing. It's like the Lakers showing off. Listen, man, what have you done today, this year, and what's happening next year? All right. Yeah, man, you guys have your fake or let me call it an asterisk dynasty. It's an asterisk. All right, that shit's over too. All right, so fuck all you fucking New England Patriot fucking fans. I'm so sick of you motherfuckers, man. You couldn't hack it. All right, it, it just, it just, y'all played like shit. Hey, tell you the truth, Tom Brady just played human, played like, you know, whatever. And I think he should personally fucking retire. All right, um, again, go check out the word bandwagon. Check the real definition of what bandwagon means. All right, again, Check the definition of bandwagon. You are going to see nothing but Patriot and Niner fans all through that motherfucker, period. Okay? It's like someone say, oh, man, the fucking, the Eagles won the, the fucking Super Bowl. You know why the fucking, no, bro. No. And and it's the same thing with the Seahawks. So the fucking the Eagles got more fucking followers than the Seahawks do. Sitting there talking about fucking th- Y'all sound so fucking stupid sometimes. Anyways, man, shout out to the Titans, man. They played some hard-ass defense. Um, the Texans game was pretty good. Uh, Deshaun Watson did his thing. I think people are definitely sucking his dick too much. I mean, he did his thing cool. I mean, the Bills are clowns, whatever. You know, they just always get shit on. But the game was entertaining. I won't lie to you again. This was a great weekend. Football, the fucking Saints. Bro, like, come on, man. What the fuck? Are you, are you fucking serious? You know, but listen, man. Good for us, you know. You let Kirk Cousins beat you guys. The motherfucker that's 0-9 in Monday Night Football. You let him beat you in your home? In, like, who that? In the, in the fucking Superdome? Like, come on, man. God damn. But you know what? Great. Knocked out a high seed um, team. But listen, man. Enough with the small talk. Philadelphia. Wallow. Gilly the Kid, um, a lot of other crazy Philadelphia. You guys talked so much big shit. 
And at the end of the day, listen, man, Carson Wentz is a fucking pussy. All right. I've seen Brett Favre. I particularly think of Brett Favre because I think of him because he's gone through a thousand times worse pain and have concussions, had the shit beat out of him before all this fucking pussy ass, no fucking uh, roughing the passer shit. He fought through it. That motherfucker played injured. He beat great teams. All right. So it's fucking disappointing to see fucking Carson Wentz like just bitch out and like check out. Like it's just, I don't know. But Josh McCown, let me tell you something real quick, man. Fuck. This guy gave it everything he had. I mean, this motherfucker has played for like 17 NFL teams and he literally had zero. This guy woke up Sunday morning with zero idea that he'd be playing in a fucking NFL playoff game. All right. He had no idea. This dude was 40 years old. Oh, this shit. This guy did his thing. He did. He played really well. He played his ass off. Obviously, it wasn't good enough. But you know what? To be that old and get your first time playing in a postseason game. And to do what he did, I mean, he did what he, he, he played good. That motherfucker moved around. And then after the game, man, his speech about how he moved around from city to city and a lot of moving around and his family, his wife was at his side, his mom and his dad. And man, listen, he was fucking so inspiring to watch, to see that grown man cry and do everything he can. Listen, man, it, it's, my hat goes off to him. But on the other flip side, I don't want to hear shit about Clowney with a cheap shot. Are you fucking kidding me? Not one single motherfucking person said a thing after that hit. No one said shit until like minutes later when Wentz is walking off the field and they're playing, oh, this is why they think, man, shut the, f man. Bro, I've seen harder hits with Ryder and London when they're fucking playing around, you know? Like, fuck you. I don't want to hear any of that bullshit. That shit is crazy, man. The refs these days is just so soft. They call everything. My God, man. Listen, so much bullshit was called today on the rock. Man, Rudolph pushed off whatever. They didn't get that shit just like they didn't give us the fucking PI, you know, even though we had the stupid ass fucking delay game. But it is what it is, all right? We got a bunch of calls against us. Some of them were deserved, right? You know, Trey Flowers had some PIs here, whatever. Fuck that. We still advanced, you know what I'm saying? And we're going to Green Bay, and I can't wait to hit Lambeau Field, all right? I'll be in Dallas for my boy Ed, aka CEO of World Stars Wedding. Can't miss this shit. He, you know, I was stressing a little bit. I was like, yo, fuck, man. You know, Saints are probably gonna win. We're gonna have to go play the Niners and the game is on Saturday, not on Sunday. So it fucks my whole shit up because the game, even on TV, I'd be missing the game because while the game is going on, I'll be watching um, my boy's wedding. It's like, it can't be rude. I got, you know, this is my guy. This is my fucking dude. You know, World Star is my family. A lot of people don't know that. Like, you know, there's like, at one point, only five World Star hip-hop emails existed. And you know, I was one of them. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and you know, we, we've changed. A, so, so much has changed, man, World Star. But going on, couldn't miss the fucking game. And um, the Vikings pulled it off. So they'll be going to Santa Clara now. We fly to Green Bay, as you know. I fucking hate cold weather and you want to talk about cold this is probably the coldest motherfucking place next to motherfucking edmonton or winnipeg or some shit or alaska all right but fuck it i'm all about that 12 life you know what i mean I, I, man every single fucking flight on monday which is the you know the 13th the game after the game that following monday every single flight from green bay airport to la is sold out you can't even get a fucking flight to chicago I've never seen nothing like it. Every fucking hotel is booked up. Listen, man, it took me fucking four hours to figure out how the fuck I was going to do this because I had to go. There's no way I'm just, did, couldn't get it on TV. I got to go. Going solo dolo. Don't give a fuck. To all you people, my DMs that were talking about private jets, stop talking about private jets. You guys have no fucking idea what the fuck you're talking about. The cheapest jet to Green Bay and back from Dallas. Well, from Dallas to Green Bay. Then that you're talking 50, 50 bands could be seventy five thousand dollars. Yes, and it's for one person. Me, like I'd rather spend fifty thousand dollars on fucking Pokari sweat or on fucking baby wipes or some shit. Like I'd rather donate that money to my kid's school. 
But anyways, um, thanks to my followers, I found an airport 45 minutes or less away from my hotel. And I got a flight back home Monday. I got the flight. I'm so fucking excited. I said, fuck the first class flight that I bought from Dallas back to LA. That I was supposed to be going home, you know. But then all this shit happened, whatever. Um, there are random fees, but it's like just fucking change fees. It's not whatever. It's just... I'm not even tripping. Like, you know, I know later I might be able to use the travel credit. If they give it to me, I don't fucking know. But it was a fucking nightmare to grab this shit. I wasn't going to fly to economy. That wasn't an option. So I got tickets going to Green Bay and coming back home. Um, I didn't want to bug any of my homies, even though, you know, obviously I'm good friends with Ryan Grant. Um, that's an old homie. He's a ex-cheesehead, ex-Green Bay starting running back. You know, his his, his face is all in the, in the Lambeau field and all that shit. Um, me and Charles Woodson, me and Charles Woodson go back 20 years. I've known Woodson. That's my dog. That cheesehead legacies. They offered me tickets. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not really tripping. I bought my own ticket. When I bother nobody. Um, sitting 40 yard line, seven rows back. You know what I'm saying? Seahawks side, visitor side. I'm just going to have fun, bro. It is what it is. You know, um, all the fucking hotels were sold out. But when you're diamond status with a certain hotel brand, they have a policy. They have to guarantee you a room as long as you book it 48 hours in advance. They they hold that shit for a motherfucking VIP. All right, so I got my hotel ready. I'm so fucking hyped. I can't tell you. It'll be freezing. I already know, but fuck it. All right. Um, by the way, I got to say thank you to the Seahawks organization. Thank you, Seahawks, for that sick-ass throwback Mitchell and Ness jersey, um, jacket. That fucking jacket you guys sent me with my name embroidered on it. Man, I'm so, I just, that was the best Christmas present I got. That, that shit was incredible. So hyped also. Thank you for that fitted cap. I know that's a rare color. I've never seen that fitted cap before, um, that Hawks hat. And uh, uh, let's talk about this Philly game real quick again. This game in Philly was the first time I ever missed a flight in like ever in my lifetime that I like purposely missed. All right. I booked a, a refundable ticket. Okay. That's happened twice in 30 plus years of flight, whatever, 25 plus years of flying. I've never booked a refundable ticket. Okay. And this week has been a shit show. All right. As you know, um, well, well, well you, you don't know, sorry. Um, while recording the last episode, episode 44, the Every Car I Ever Owned episode, my wife comes down to tell me at like 10.45 at night, she's like, listen, Kaya has a 104 fever. And now the history with Kaya is she's had seizures from having a high fever. And I know my kids have had some crazy health issues and it's been a battle. It's not been easy being a dad for my kids. And when it comes to anything to do with the hospital, I'm the person 100% time that has dealt with it. Thank God they're good and whatever. So like when I've been out of town, there's been no issues. But again, we're so fucking blessed that I'm not sitting here complaining about shit. So she came down to tell me while I'm recording, she's like, I want to go to the ER. So with that said, I had to wrap shit up and, and I had really like I had very little time. It was a, a longer episode than I expected. And I forgot to mention two cars on that episode. All right, and one was my Lamborghini Urus, which was a fun, cool car, super fast SUV, sporty as fuck, didn't has no kind of like, it didn't have any kind of a, um, a tilt feeling at all whatsoever when you're hitting the corners. It didn't feel that the SUV, it really felt like a car. All right, and I'll tell you this real quick. One night I'm driving down Laurel Canyon and I hit the stoplight at, at sunset and right on the left-hand side, there's a Chevron gas station and I saw a royal blue Acura MDX and it was pulling out. I was like, oh shit, it's fucking Euruses everywhere. There are a lot of Euruses in LA. And it looked so close to my car. I thought it was a Eurus, and it, but it was an Acura MDX. At that point, I was like, yo, bro, this, you know. And then in the same night, I saw an Audi R8. Uh, I'm sorry, Q8. First time I ever seen a Q8. And I was like, oh my God. And you know, Audi owns Lamborghini or VW owns Audi. The whole fucking bottom line is, the Audi Q8 is the base of what they built this Urus off of. And I'm like, yo, this is the exact same thing as my car. That shit bummed me out so bad, man. You know what? 
I just said, you know what, fuck this. And I gave the car to my cousin Steve and I just never drove it again. I was done with it. So that's what the year is. Um, also, the other car I forgot to mention in my um, in my stable was I had a GT2 RS early. Um, that car had so much fucking hype behind it. So many, there's nothing like Porsche fanboys. They're super deep into it. And let me tell you something. It did not live up to the hype. Sorry. Okay. Car is nice. It is very fast. I liked it. I did not love it. The OG Widowmaker 2RS was much more impressive during its time. I will take a GT3 RS 991.2 instead any day of the week. All right. So anyways, yeah, I ended up spending almost 12 hours in the fucking ER with Kaya and my wife. Um, the hospital was a fucking freak show. It was a fucking disaster. There was fucking ladies. There's a lady in there calling people fucking N-words and faggots and all kinds of shit and this and that, whatever. I was waiting for her to get next to me so I could just drop her right there and give a fuck. She was tripping, acting crazy. There was kids in there that had respiratory issues. Some chick's fucking appendix burst right in fucking front of us. She couldn't even stand up. There was old ass people talking about they were ready to die. It was just crazy, man. It took three hours to get to fucking triage. And then like fucking another seven hours to get a goddamn just to find out if she had RSV or the flu, which they wouldn't tell us. And I was like, listen, I'm not going to sit here for a fucking doctor. Tell me that, you know, like, you know, she didn't have any congestion in her lungs. We have some some tools. Um, some of Nicolette's family members or doctors, they checked her lungs and didn't really have any congestion. But she was doing bad. She had a fever for days. She'd been fighting it. She'd been throwing up. Once we found out that Kai didn't have RSV and didn't have the, any flu, um, what they call it, flu symptom, um, or strain A or B, we got the fuck out of there, all right? And with all that going on, you already know how many fucking flights I've had in the last fucking 60 days, the whole last year. And I know I said I'm gonna cut down my flights this year. And and I'm going to. But fuck, I'm already fucking flying a shitload in January. And I just got busy as hell. So, you know, I wake up Saturday morning when I have my flight to Philly. And it's early. I wake up at 4 a.m. because... Ryder wakes me up screaming, saying he's having nightmares. So I jump into his tiny ass bed. I, I try to sleep. He wakes me up again at like 5.45. He's playing with my mustache and he's using his finger, playing with the beer and he's laughing. He's like, daddy, I'm hungry. I want to go downstairs. And I'm like, then go downstairs. So he goes, I said, don't make anybody up. So I'm just irritated. I can't rest. My wife comes in and wakes me up. I've been asleep for 10 minutes and it's 9.20 now all of a sudden. And I'm like, my fucking flight is at 11 a.m. And I'm packed, but I feel crazy. I'm getting off the flu. And I'm just like, yo, I've had so much going on. And don't get me wrong. I'm like, you know, I want to see the 12s. It's just a lot going on. People at my house. So I say, listen, I'm not about to get in this motherfucking car right now. It's going to take me 20 minutes to try to really wash my ass and just try to really get ready, 940, and then smash down there in, in, in an hour, even on first class and TSA pre-check. And this shit just wasn't. I was like, man, fuck this shit. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to deal with the traffic. And so um, I called and uh, I got my money back, called American Airlines and got my money back. And uh, instead uh, for Sunday, you know, we had a barbecue at my, you know, my crib and, uh, we had a great time in the Million Dollar Man Cave, watched you know, all the playoff games, um, watched the games with none other than the Dust Brothers. That's uh, Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. Uh, we drank Jameson. We ate bratwurst, hot links, burgers, motherfucking chips, pepper jack cheese and crackers, um, more Jameson and ginger ale. We ate until we were full as fuck. And... Um, it was a fucking awesome time. Anytime the Dust Brothers come by the Million Dollar Man Cave. Um, on Saturday, after I missed my flight, I uh, connected with the genius Lakey Inspired. Finally got to catch up with my man Lakey Inspired. Uh, I asked him how he got that name, and um, he told me that his sister had passed away in a car accident. Rest in peace to her. And uh, her nickname was Lakey. So, you know, he got inspiration from her, and so it's, uh, you know, Lakey Inspired. But uh, me and Lakey got to chop it up for like two hours um, my guy's from Arizona. Um, he's crushing it on SoundCloud and YouTube with his beats and everything. And then uh, he told me he's having some issues with some basic everyday life life struggles. And uh, I gave him a little bit of the life advice, you know. And uh, we did all that while we ate some fine food. Um, 
70 stories up in the sky at one of my favorite places, Decadence. It's literally my favorite fancy brunch buffet in all of LA. There's nothing like it. It's fucking dope. And of course, the building is Korean-owned. But um, that was dope, man. Lakey, really glad to connect with you. I appreciate everything you do. All this music is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, we got some Ben Baller pop sockets. Uh, I'm going to see how many uh, we got. And uh, if you guys are interested, uh, I'm going to sell them along with some more other, some new accessories, some new Ben Baller pod merch, new Behind the Baller merch coming soon. Only fly shit. You already know. Um, by the way, what else happened real quick? Uh, oh, yeah, man. The Golden Globes. Guess what? Nobody gives a fuck. All right. Golden Globes happened for real. Like, nobody gives a fuck about the Hollywood, Hollywood Foreign Press. Like, for real. Also, not to mention, Uncut Gems got robbed. Okay, you know. Listen, fuck the Golden Globes. Uh, let's get into some fan questions. And then later with some free game. Yo, Lakey, my guy. Hit me one time. All right, y'all. Um, you know what we do on the weekend rap. You know, we're going to answer some of these questions real quick. And uh, I do these off the dome piece, straight up. I just screenshot you know off the, the ben baller behind the baller page on apple and i just read these questions and i go straight off the dome piece uh minda master asks ben being from socal do you have any forest cup moments you could share about sd san diego <sighs> i actually got a recent one you know what in this decade drake early 2010 he, uh, the fuck was his first album? Was it Take Care? I think it was, right? So, you know, he's just coming off this So Far Gone fame. And uh, he uh, brings me on stage at the Sun God Festival, which is uh, UCSD's music festival. And he brought Birdman out, but he brought me out. We gave away a chain at the show. It was dope. It was a dope experience. You know, uh, we stayed at the Andaz Hotel which I forgot what it was called. It wasn't the Andaz in 2010. They changed like in 2012 or something. But I remember we were there and that was probably the flyest hotel they had in, in, in the area. And um, it was a trip. We were about to head to this nightclub that, where the after party was and this car pulls up and I'll never forget, man, this was fucking crazy. Um, Drake security at the time wasn't Chubbs. It was crazy. It was some dude. And the security guard came up and blocked this girl and this girl's like, Drake, Drake, can you do me a favor? And he was like, yo, yo, what? He goes, I always can't, I'm not taking no picture. He goes, no, can you take a picture of me and Ben Baller? And it was like the last fucking thing I was expecting. I had no fucking idea whatsoever. Um, that's the first thing that popped up out of my head when it comes to that type of shit. It was just weird as fuck. Went to the fucking after party. It was lit. And then girls started fighting. It was crazy. I don't know. It was just a random moment with fucking Drake. I, I'm sure there's some other stuff, but off the top of my head, that's what... Uh, Hit me. Um, Jones Carrera job opportunity writes, when you select individuals to help make these millionaires, make millions, will it be a sales job? Because I hate sales, but I'm a hard worker at literally every other hustle. And what's the estimate date on the vinyl toy drop in 1,000%? Um, of course it is a sales job, bro. I need people to sell products that I come up with. And I'm going to come up with a product that, you know, sells 1,000 to 10,000 units several times a year and when you guys sell those products you get a cut of that it's going to be a sales job estimate date on the vinyl, vinyl toy um i am thinking fall to late 2020 thousand percent it could take some time that shit could take 10 months uh i still haven't finished designing the fucking thousand percent um sunday uh one bel air writes i've been doing music for about two years off and on but I never dropped a song for real. Which do you think is more important for an upcoming artist? Gaining an audience first or just dropping your work and letting it gain traction? Well, how are you going to gain an audience if you don't have any fucking music out? Right? You got to just drop some music, dog, you know? And if people fuck with it, they do. Um, Freshness writes, guest request. Hey, Ben, have literally heard every episode of the show multiple times. 
Is there any way you can get Dave Grutman on the podcast as well to talk about the club business? You know what? I think if Dave was in L.A., he'd be down. Um, we're not real close friends or nothing. We know each other. We're cool. And I fuck with dude. He runs Miami. I would definitely reach out to Dave and see see if he wants to, you know. Um, I'm going out to Miami, but that's like in June or no, May for none other than one half of the Dust Brother Jordan Winter's uh, bachelor party. So I definitely see if I could hit him up for that. Um, Oye Otto writes, real talk, I can relate to. Definitely never listened to a podcast before, but being an Asian man that went through the struggles myself, I love how you held it down and kept it pushing. I was waiting to hear you ask about Cole and his toys. I think you'd ask, you should ask everyone what whips they have and how they ball out for fun. I need inspiration. What is the best five-star hotels in America? Um, Cole don't got anything really. I mean, I mean, he got a jet though, you know, so his cars, I'm not really crazy about his cars. He got a Maybach, that's cool. He got a Lambo, I'm not really crazy about his Lambo. Um, the best five-star hotels in America. Um, I would say the Mandarin Oriental in Central Park, Columbus Circle in New York City has got to be maybe the motherfucking Illis Hotel um, in America for sure. They got, you know, $35,000 a night rooms. The Carlisle is very old school in New York City. I would say New York definitely has some of the best ones. Um, there are some really nice villas, the Beverly Hills Hotel and the Peninsula. Not my style. That's not really my thing. I think the Waldorf got some dope shit. Um, when it comes to Chicago, I forgot what the Elysian might be, the Waldorf now. They got some fly shit. Unfortunately, the Trump Hotel in Chicago is really dope, but I don't support the Trump brand. Uh, the Conrad in Washington, D.C. is fucking lit. Um, in Miami Beach, I'm just trying to think. There's a lot of pretty decent hotels on Miami Beach, especially on the beach. But that's really it when it comes to like some of the dope shit. Uh, obviously, the Ritz-Carlton is dope in L.A. You know, the the penthouse suite at the Andaz in West Hollywood is really nice. The new addition hotel in West Hollywood's really dope. The London Hotel in West Hollywood is one of my favorites. I've stayed at their two-bedroom suite. It's fucking super dope. Um, Randy of WST writes, Ohio. Could you tell us more about your experience in Ohio, especially Cincinnati? Um, I was selling weed and selling packs, and we was moving dope in Cincinnati. So... We were in Cincinnati and Canton a lot. Um, really not much more specifics I can get into. Uh, Acro King 143 wrote, Have you ever met Avicii? <sighs> trying to think. I think I have just like real like in passing I met Avicii. Got no stories on dude. I don't really know. I know a lot of EDM DJs though. Um, Tony678 Love the pod, man. In the Jeff Staple interview, you mentioned Eminem a few times. Can you talk about your story relation with him, uh, relationship with him? I don't really say I would have a relationship with Eminem, even though I was A&R priority. I mean, at, at Aftermath. Um, M, it was weird. Um, he was at record one, he recorded, but at the same time, because he was based in Detroit, he wasn't like, it was different. Their sessions were a little closed. It was kind of off. Um, that was more him, Dre, Dre Direct. He was around, though, you know what I mean? And obviously I saw him. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't really, I don't really have a close relationship with Marshall. Um, I know, dude, one night there was a fucking insane granny party I think I've spoken about. And uh, I might have talked about it on the podcast. It was crazy. Backstreet Boys were there. This is when the firm management group was really big. They managed Limp Bizkit, Backstreet Boys, whatever. And uh, I was DJing the party at 4 a.m. Eddie Murphy's house. And Dr. Dre was like, real bro, let's turn this shit out. We had no microphone. We had to turn the records old school, plug the fucking headphone jack into the fucking microphone thing and start rapping. And Eminem did one of the most fire, unreleased, obviously unheard of freestyles off the top of the dome. Fred Durst completely failed. Backstreet Boy, I think his name is Kevin. He got fucking sunned. He was pp�ty funny. Um, Leon141414 writes, would you ever have Solomon Drin on the podcast? Yeah, sure, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm cool with Alejandro. I don't really give a fuck. Sure. Why not? Um, don't really care, but yeah. Um, 
I can't see what the fuck the dude's name is, but I love the show. First podcast I ever really got into, a lot of gems. What would you recommend someone as a first high-end watch? It really depends on what kind of money you have. Um, if you just starting out, I think a Submariner or a GMT with a date would be perfect. If you got some paper paper, uh, I would go with the Royal Oak, um, not offshore, just the Royal Oak 41 uh, automatic self-winding in rose gold. Um, or, you know, I would do like a, um, a president. You can't really go wrong with the Rolex president. Um, FV underscore 21 writes, any prior history with Irv Gotti, his vision for business and ability to talk crazy would make for a wild episode. Any chance you would have him in any stories? Um, tell you the truth, I've never really been a big fan of Irv Gotti. I got no beef with dude. I've seen him in there. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm really not a fan of dude. I'm not really, I really don't fuck with Ja Rule at all whatsoever. Could have him on the show because I'm not really, I mean, again, I'm, you know, I'm about to have fucking Johnny Dang or, um, fucking tracks on my show i'm open to that shit so you know and i know both of them would do the show they both hit me up about doing it i don't know i, I have no interest in, in hitting up Arv Gotti, but if it happened you know okay cool um cree at eight writes great show hey ben when i listen to the podcast i often hear you talk about your mom but not your dad did you and your dad always have a great relationship growing up man not so much man you know um my dad i was really close to but at the same time my dad beat my ass like no other like a korean dad um, I think my dad was just not ready to have a kid. You know, my brother, I think he's he's forgiven, and, and it's just my, my, my biological dad is so old now. Um, my sister is, this is real personal, you know. Um, I won't even speak on her relationship with it, but yeah, I just don't really fuck with my dad too much. Um, he has Alzheimer's now, doesn't really remember too much. Um, he kind of left me high and dry, and, uh, you know, it's, it's fucked up, and it made me want to do completely opposite for my kids. So that's that. Um, Lil G2099 writes, love the show, only podcast I listen to. Was wondering why you hate JTGTR so much. I have a Trackhawk, but thinking about adding a GTR to the driveway. Don't think I'm ready for a Ferrari or Lambo yet. Listen, you don't need to get a Ferrari or Lambo. I wanted to buy a Trackhawk. I actually texted fucking Russell Westbrook because he owns a Dodge Chrysler Jeep dealership and I wanted to buy his Trackhawk. He has a black one. I'm thinking about getting one. I'm seriously considering thinking about one. Fucking dope-ass car. You already know. ECU tune. Fucking down pipes. Fucking city. Just, yo, you can do minimal shit and get a thousand horsepower of that car. Car is super dope. It's not that I hate GTR so much. I hate the fanboys that drive them. I'm not really a fan of the look of the GTR. Yes, you could put twenty five, fifty thousand into the car and it'd be fast as fuck. Just not my thing, man. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of GTRs. Don't like the car. It's just not me at all whatsoever. Um, Lightspeed Vortex writes, this podcast is great for your game. Um, I got my dad listening to it even. Thank you. Appreciate that. My question is, what would be the best investment for someone only making twenty five to 30000 a year? I've saved enough to put money towards something but don't know what. I do not want to give you direct advice to do anything with that, but... I have a hunch if you can't afford it and you could sit on it for a long time. I really think, just from some research, I really think Bitcoin is going to be worth a lot of money again. I think it's going to have not a spike. It's going to be up and not going away. But, but again, don't listen to me, man. A underscore QD writes, I want to know what you think about Canelo the Boxer. Very curious about your answer. Take care, Ben. Much love. I... I'm not really big fans of gingers. No racism or anything. I said I have some friends who are gingers. I don't. I just don't really fuck with dude. I don't know what it is. I don't like Cadello. Um, I just think he's overrated. I, I was a huge fan of Oscar De La Hoya, and now as a manager, I'm just not a big or a promoter. I'm not a big fan of uh, Oscar. I don't know what it is. I just I, I'm not. I don't fuck with Canelo. I don't know. I don't think he beat Triple G in them fights. I, I don't know, man. I just I don't rock with dude. I don't think he's all that. Um, dope underscore unicorn420 writes, how long are you going to do the podcast for? I think I am going to continue this for at least 10 more years. Hopefully 20. This is something I'm just going to continuously do until motherfuckers just don't listen anymore. And I think it's the opposite. We keep growing and growing every week. 
And I thank you guys for that. Um, Dat Bitch writes, straight up, thank you for all the free game. You're truly inspiration. How can we watch the movie Cake? I've seen the trailer on YouTube. It looks pretty dope. Um, also, I want to start a business, but I don't have any savings to start. Should I do a presentation, try to find a sponsor, or just hit the bank and get a loan? Do you have any advice for me? Um, much love from the Silmar, the 818. As far as Cake, you could find Cake on eBay or on Amazon for like five bucks or less. That's five bucks shipped. So that's easy. You could find that. As far as a business, um, you you got to try to have some kind of savings. If you have credit, that can start. But, you know, yeah, you're going to need to take a loan out. But you need to know what the fuck. You need to have a business plan. So if you don't have a business plan, don't think about anything else. That's the first thing you need to do. John Q. Nguyen writes, Hey, Ben, love the podcast. Learned a lot about uh, a lot of valuable advice from you. And I also pass on to my friends. Here's my question. I don't hear you talk about your grandparents a lot. Did they play a role in shaping you into the man you are today? Um, my grandfather didn't speak a lick of English. He was almost senile by the time I was a teenager. He passed away when I was really young. Um, my grandma and my grandpops on my, my dad's side were gone super early in life. Um, my grandma, she, I love my grandma, man. My grandma passed, um, when I was in my late twenties, um, I love my grandma so much. She was just so great, but she was just again so old. My mom kind of had me late, and my my grandma was just a great person. It's crazy. I haven't thought about it in a long time. And my grandma was really, you hit me. You hit me with a soft spot, man. Yeah, she's. I can't say she shaped anything. She just was a great grandma. She raised me, you know, when I was really really young, and that's why, you know, I spoke Korean then. Um, not so much now. Um, D nice one ten writes. I recall you saying back in the day, when you put in that work, you did a lot in Cincinnati. Did you ever cross paths with Freeway Rick Ross, bro? Y'all got me fucked up, man. Rick Ross is like, you know, Freeway Rick Ross got to be at least ten years older than me. And that back then, you know, it's it's a big difference, especially you know, you know, when someone's hustling and they're in their twenties and you're barely in your teens. It's it's a it's a big difference, man. Uh, Rocco M eleven writes Coco. Cola subscription. Hey man, I remember saying you love Coke. Have you heard about their Coke subscription? If so, would you subscribe just to try it because of the exclusivity of it? Um, not so much anymore. Listen, man, I love Coca-Cola. I really try to cut down, try to cut it down to like once, twice a week. Um, if I'm out and about, you know, I'll get one here and there. But I, I really, I mean, I'm really trying to cut it down to like four or five Cokes a week. And uh trust me, that's is going from six Cokes a day. But yeah, man, that's dope. Um, and that's it, yo, holy shit, that was, that was good, so why don't we take a little break, yo, Miles, you already know what I need you to do, and it involves that man, Lakey, hit me with that beat real quick, and we'll come back with a little bit of free game and, and the closing. So, yo, we're back. You know, um, when it comes to the outro of this show, I, I try to add some inspiring words. And um, I said some things on Twitter, you know, after the new year because it's real. And it's just something that hit me, you know, when I'm about to go to sleep. I have my phone in my hand and on the bedside, my wife is asleep. And I just think about a few things, you know. And uh, let me hit you guys with some of the shit, you know. Um, you know, I pretty much made, I pretty much already made all the money I need to make. Or that did I need or that I want in life? Truly more than what I really need, you know. Um, so right now my focus is just making enough money for my kids. You know, it's really real talk. And I, I want my kids to live well, you know. I want them to have conveniences. I want them, you know, most importantly though, I want them to be happy. But I want them to understand that money is not gonna make them happy. It's just gonna make their lives convenient. And um, you know, speaking, continuing on making money and stuff and everything, you know. Um Whenever I ask my friends and family if they want to go somewhere, like, yo, you want to go to San Francisco? Yo, you want to go to um, Javier's? Uh, you want to go to fucking uh, Mr. Child's? You want to go somewhere? You know, I usually tell them, it's like, listen, man, I'm not asking if you can afford it. You know, I'm asking if you want to go and ask you that. Because if I ask you to go somewhere, like, how the fuck I look like, I'm asking you to go somewhere expensive and be like, what if you didn't got it? I, I got it. So you ain't got to worry about it. You know, I don't want them to worry about money and shit. 
um, even on small trips and stuff, whatever. But I feel like going somewhere, I just want everyone to go. In fact, I haven't let anybody pay for my birthday dinner in like 20 years or so. Like, might have been one or two slip-ups here and there, but like, I feel like when I invite people over, like, I want them to not worry about money. You know, I got you. Um, my boy Paul, me and him fight over the bill all the time. You know, we just always fight over the bill. And uh, nobody could ever tell me that I'm cheap. This is never going to happen, especially when it comes to a bill or nothing. I don't own, I don't have any bills. You know, like, I mean, of course I have my bills. I'm saying those that I don't have, like, they don't linger on. I pay them off. My credit cards, if I drop 60 bands, boom, it's paid in two weeks before the month is up, whatever, and I just go spend, and I just, you know, I hold my whole family down, so how the fuck could I be cheap most of the time, you know, it's like, my kids eat only organic food, they can't, they're allergic to everything, so it's like, you have any idea how fucking expensive that shit goes, and just my wife, how she eats, just everyone eats good, you know, back to Paul, man, Paul will come to LA, and literally fly here with like one outfit, but stay for a week, and it's like, when he leaves, he leaves mad new clothes, because I'll give him a brand new bunch of shit, because I always buy extras of everything, mostly socks, and like, well, I have a sock endorsement, obviously, with stance, but, you know, like, underwear socks, whatever, brand new, um, thank God he's similar size, but I, I bless him with so much shit, he leaves with nice shit, I'm talking about some boy, I'm talking about, like, you know, like, at least $100 sweats, and, you know, $100, $200, $300 hoodies and stuff, but I just bless him, so he's always taking care, I take care of anyone that's here, there's always gonna be jackets and hoodies and shit, motherfuckers never give shit back, so I know when I'm loaning something to somebody, they're never gonna give back, so I know it's gonna be just an L, um, speaking of which, shout out to FaZe Clan, you already know, honorary member, I'm a member of FaZe, and, uh, and FaZe Yang is, uh, is about to get in that ass, I gotta get my COD shit back on heavy, but yeah, man, they just sent me an insane gift package, ridiculous amount of clothes, Love to everyone. I, I can't even break down everyone from Norton, well, Phase Rain to Banks, Seabass to fucking uh, Tico to uh, Rugs to um, um, fuck. God, there's so many fucking people I can't even can't even think of. But uh, you know, when I travel to different states or different countries, I always hold my fam down. You know, it's like I have to, obviously. But like, there's people in my indirect family that are friends and things. I just want to make sure they don't worry about stuff like. You know, we want to have a good time. I want to, because one or two people can't afford it. I'm going to sit there and like, I don't, all they got to worry about when people come on a trip with me is like any kind of miscellaneous shit. You go in the store to go get some fucking gum or some drinks. Or go take care of your own little 7 Eleven shit, or whether it be Lawson's or fucking Mini Stop or the fuck, you know, the bodegas, whatever. You know, if you're going to get gifts for your friends, I got all the like the important shit, you know. Um, most of the time, even when I'm going out with some homies for a short trip, you know, somewhere to the bay or something, I'll handle the hotel, get in my own room. You know, we'll get tickets and stuff. And depending how we rock or how long we've been rocking, you know, uh, I'll tell them, like, yo, I got I got the hotel, you know, because I don't share. I'm a fucking grown-ass man, dog. You know, I'm not sharing a fucking hotel room. But I'll be like, yo, man, once you get the flight, you know, we might take Southwest. I don't fly economy anywhere, but if the flight is under an hour and 10 minutes, or, you know, an hour, I'm, I'm, I'm not really tripping on Southwest. In fact, once I saw Scotty Pippen on Southwest, I was like, all right, dog, this is crazy. But yeah, I don't share hotel rooms, all right, like, I don't want you to fucking suffer and have to hear me fart and snore all night long. Like, I want to be able to do that shit in peace, you know. But, you know, all that's easy once you start making, you know, good paper. You've saved a lot and you're generating income. It's easy to do. But what isn't easy to do is give up your time, all right? And when you guys make some paper, when you guys make paper, you're going to see Money is so much easier to give up than your time. I, I spend as much time as I can with my kids. I just put them to sleep early, you know. But like if I can't give my kids my undivided attention, you know, I'll just go do something else or go work. Because like, you know, I'd rather have them have all of me, you know. Like just being there isn't enough. Someone's like, oh, just being there for the presence. No, it's not. Because my mind has a storm going through it all the time. They need at least 90% of me to be available, like for at the very least, you know. And I do spend a lot of time with my kids, but again, you'll see why it's easier to give someone money than your time. You'll eventually see that. Sometimes, you know, and I'm sure a lot of you parents out there do this. You know, I'll just walk in the kids' rooms individually. I'll walk in each one of their rooms and I'll just stare at them and be like, man, it's, it's fucking so amazing, man. It's so, so beautiful. Like I just, I just sit back all the time, just look at my kids and just be like, fuck, man. It's like the best fucking feeling in the world. And I just want to have 
all the time. That's why I want to retire because I want to spend all my time with them. Speaking of time, we are out of it. All right, listen, y'all. God bless you guys. God bless all you, even my haters. All right, thank you for listening. Keep listening. Binge listen episodes if you have missed out on some. All right, make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend and make sure you leave a five-star review on our Apple Behind the Baller podcast page. I can't wait to give you so many more fire episodes. We're going to keep going. We ain't stopping. Nobody has a more consistent, unfiltered fucking podcast than Behind the Baller. Can't wait for this motherfucking Jordan Belfort. This shit's going to be fucking off the hook. I love you all. Peace. Peace.